Hello and welcome to Unfuck Your Shopping Cart, a guide for the conscious consumer. I'm your host, Liana. Each week, I will talk to Australian-owned and operated companies who are making it their mission to create sustainable products that won't cost the earth. You will learn about some amazing initiatives and community-driven businesses with tips on how your home or workplace can make simple changes to live a more eco-friendly life. Let's get started. Today I have on the show with me Tom, one of the founders of Sun Butter. Sun Butter is a chemical-free and vegan sunscreen that is produced in a solar-powered factory, comes in a plastic-free tin, and 10% of the profits go back to protecting the ocean. Hi, Tom. Hey, Liana. How are you going today? Yeah, super well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. So I really want to get into how you started this. You're a diving structure, and your co-founder, Sasha, is a marine biologist. How did the passion and the drive start to bring out Sun Butter? Yeah, it's, um, it's a fun story, I guess. We met working on an Ingaloo reef. Um, yeah, dive instructor and a conservation ecologist. And my partner, Sasha, is a marine biologist and also an underwater photographer. And we work on an Ingaloo reef up in WA. It's an absolutely magical place. And um, yeah, we're spending all this time in the sun, but also snorkeling and diving on such a pristine reef. And it was at the time when a lot of um, scientific research was showing how harmful chemical sunscreens, certain chemical sunscreen ingredients can be to coral reefs. And we were just sort of weren't happy spending all our time loving the reefs and then polluting at the same time. So Sashi started making her own sunscreen for us. And it, yeah, people started loving it and friends wanted it and strangers wanted it. And a few stores started stocking it. And we sort of realized we had like a little business that we could turn it into unintentionally. And uh in Australia, sunscreen's class of medicine, so it's it's very tightly regulated. And to get an SPF rating, it needs to be made in an approved uh, factory. So we started working with a manufacturing partner to meet our sort of ethical and environmental requirements, whilst they handled getting the SPF and, and getting it through all the TGA loopholes and that sort of thing. Oh, that's amazing! So you actually started just making it for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. We. Um, because we also work as wildlife guides on expedition ships in the tropics throughout the world. So, yeah, we just made it for ourselves. And then, um, you know, we'd be chatting to friends about it, sort of colleagues, and they'd be like, oh, can we get some? And, oh, yeah, here's a tin, and just giving it away willy-nilly and, yeah, getting wonderful feedback about it. And we, we realised that we had this whole market of people who wanted reef-safe sunscreen but also didn't want to be buying plastic tubes. So, um, yeah, it was super exciting. It's definitely a growing market. That's absolutely amazing. And so how long have you been around for? Um, as a business, we've been doing it now for about five years. And then we launched Australia's first plastic packaging free TGA certified sunscreen in June 2019. And so we've really been pushing hard because once we have that, you know, all ticks and bells and whistles and approval, then we're able to expand and sort of put it to more retailers around the country and distributors around the country. So. Yeah, June 2019 was a big pivotal moment, but we had been hand-making everything for a couple of years before that as well. So you also touched a little bit on the fact that quite a lot of sunscreens that we have in Australia do have a lot of chemicals in them. And we know that those chemicals can be quite harmful to the reefs and to wildlife and also to humans as well. What is the ingredients that you use in your sunscreen? How are they different and how are they safer for us and also for the environment? Yeah, so I think a key resource here for, for you or for listeners is the Hereticus Environmental Lab out of Hawaii. Um, if you just Google H-E-L lab, you know, Google will, will give it to you. And they publish 
as current research as anyone in the world on reef safe ingredients for all cosmetics uh, with a special focus on sunscreens. So our sunscreen is, is the basic formula is just non-nanoparticles in coxide, coconut oil in a few different formats. So coconut oil as it is, and medium train triglycerides. And we use candelilia wax instead of beeswax. Um, so that it's vegan product. And then, um, yeah, a couple of other natural oils as well just to help with the dispersal of the zinc in the formula. And then there's a lot of, yeah, the, the hell list is a great place for resources and um, it's a great place to look at the chemicals that, that are causing the damage to the coral reefs. So there's more than one major chemical that's causing damage, is there? Yeah, I think at the moment uh, the hell list has, has got maybe 12 or 15. And they're really common ingredients in a lot of sunscreens. And as with like a lot of pharmaceutical things, you know, we get really worried about oxybenzone and so they tinker with the ingredient a little bit and next thing we've got methyoxydibenzone which is more or less exactly the same thing but goes by a different name so it's not on that that terrible list because they've just uh, just tweaked the ingredient a little bit but um yeah there's, there's 10 or 12 and it's it's super easy to look up and then i mean tricky to remember because half of them are unpronounceable but yeah you can look at that and unfortunately there's no regulating body for reef safe sunscreens so whereas like with a vegan product for example you can't claim to be vegan unless you are and people can really easily pull you up on it with the, you know the vegan authority the vegan trademark can get in touch and say hey you're not vegan you've got beeswax or you've got lanolin or whatever um there's no like reef safe governing body to say actually no your product isn't reef safe you've got these ingredients so there's something that's very frustrating for us we see lots of Lots of sunscreens throwing around reef safe and you flip over and look at their ingredients and they're categorically not reef safe. Oh, wow. Well, two things you've just taught me there because I always thought that it was one main ingredient that was in sunscreen that was bad. And I also thought that there was a governing body that you could essentially, similar to anything that's fair trade or halal or anything like that, that you could get the reef safe on there. The Hereticus Environment Lab will, can give you a certification, but there's no one policing. Um, and because, I guess because they're constantly researching new ingredients to change the list, there isn't sort of that halal or that vegan or that, you know, fair trade or organic sort of certification that you can, you can really get. And yeah, there's a few very bad ingredients, places like Hawaii and the island nation of Palau and even Florida are banning them. And that's oxybenzone, homosalate, uh, octycrylene, and octinoctate are the, the sort of the, I guess, the bad worst four. The hell list gives you a pretty comprehensive list. And then we also refer to the EWG a lot, which is the Environmental Working Group. And they, they look at the toxicity of ingredients on the environment and also on human health. And, um, you know, it's a great place to find all the peer reviewed papers that show any research into those ingredients um, in, in any sort of category whatsoever, really. Wow. And are those ingredients also found in other beauty products or makeup or anything like that? Or is it predominantly just in sunscreen? Uh, it's, it's a good question, Leanna. I'm not 100% sure. I think predominantly sunscreens for the four I listed because they are the sort of the chemical sunscreen ingredients. So the, the two different sunscreens, we keep talking about chemical or, or natural or physical sunscreens. Um, chemical sunscreens are like you're really common. You go to your, your supermarket, you get them in a big container often and they're designed to be absorbed by your skin and then they absorb the UVA, UVB rays and your body kind of has to process that later on, which is why quite often like 
kids will like have like a breakout because it's a lot for their bodies to deal with. Whereas natural, or as they should be called, physical sunscreens like ours, for example, often using things like non-nanoparticles, zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, they're designed to sit on top of your skin. Uh, they can rub in clear because we've got such great ways to disperse the, the powdered zinc oxide these days. Um, and then they actively block the UVA and UVB rays. So it's like, it's almost equivalent to a t-shirt, you know, it doesn't get through, it just hits the t-shirt and doesn't hit the skin. And so those physical sunscreens are designed to, to do that um, to your body. And how long does it last? Does, once you pop it on, typical sunscreens you put on every four hours or so, how often do you have to reapply the sun butter? That's it, a bit of a funny one. So our, our sunscreen is an SPF 50 and it's got a four hour water resistance uh, testing. But the TGA, Therapeutic Goods Administration of Australia, who regulate um, our drugs and you know, all those sorts of things, our medicines, um, we obviously we live in a, a beautiful country with very strong sun. And so we have very conservative laws and rightly so. So we have a four hour water resistant rating, but we have to tell everyone to reapply sunscreen every at least every two hours and more frequently if they're swimming or toweling or sweating. And that's, that's the same for all sunscreens. It's just blankets regulate sort of regulatory recommendations wear a hat sunglasses and a t-shirt avoid the sun between 11 and 3 reapply every two hours store below 30 degrees that's kind of your stock standard recommendation from the tga and what is the main difference when you say spf 15 or spf 30 or spf 50 what exactly does that mean and what are the differences between those yeah, so they, they just relate to the sun protection factor of the of the sunscreen, really. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to get 30 because it's twice as good as 15, but it, it's not actually measured that way. So it's the uh, it's to do with, like, the percentage of, of UVA, UVB they're going to block. And so um, the numbers are escaping me, I'm afraid, right now, Liana, which is a bit embarrassing. But, uh, you know, hypothetically, an SPF 15 is going to block 70% of UVA, UVB rays, and SPF 30 is going to get you up to sort of 80, and then, you know, 50 plus is going to be around that 90, 95% area. So that's that's really what it's talking about. Um, yeah, it's, it's a funny one because you think, oh, I'll get 30 because it's twice as good as 15, or I'll get 50 because it's nearly twice as good as 30, and definitely useful to have a lot lot better clarity about what those numbers mean for for consumers. I think the industry as a whole could do a lot better there. Yeah, one of my friends was explaining, this is why I asked this question, she was explaining to me the other day, she works for the Cancer Council, and I had, was always under the impression that 30 was twice as good or 50 was, you know, that much better. And she said, no, that's not the case at all. That's not at all how it works. So it's really, it's really great. And also to hear that explanation from you as well. It's really amazing. Yeah, I could do with a bit more clarity around what they mean. I could, you know, maybe... Maybe the TGA could give us some little drop-down signs for the pharmacies to hang up and be like, this is what your SPF actually means. It would definitely be very helpful. I think everyone needs a little bit more education on around that sort of thing as well. So you also sell a number of other things within the Sun Butter range. What is, if you can pick a favourite baby, which is your favourite product? Or tell us about your other products. Yeah, look, so we also have a, we have a, a surf sink. That's, um, it's a much thicker sunscreen designed to be applied really thick to your face. and um, yeah, it lasts for hours and it's actually relatively hard to get off your face. We I used to use an old towel or um, Sash uses like a, a coffee scrub on her face in the shower afterwards. And that's really designed for your, your water sports. If you're kiting or surfing or kayaking, fishing, whatever, and 
mainly for the face. That's really fun and um, yeah, really beautiful product. And then we sell, uh, we also sell some surf wax by another company called Native Dog, a beautiful crew down in Bremer Bay in WA. We met them on a surf trip to Northern WA and we'd thrown a mate's tinny and we're heading out to the break and he, this guy was like, oh, can I get a lift? And we said, oh, no worries. And we start putting our surf sink on. He's like, oh, what's this? And oh, it's somebody that's our business. And he starts waxing his board and we're like, oh, what's that? He's like, oh, it's Native Dog Surf Wax. It's my business. So yeah, love what they do. And he makes it all himself. And it, it's the best natural wax that, that I've found um, by far. And, you know, it's just uh, beeswax, tree sap and a bit of coconut oil, tree resin. And then really excited, we've just launched a, a skincare range, which we are really targeting as like after sunshine. So it's really designed to help restore and repair skin cells after exposure to the sun. And um, yeah, we've got a beautiful face oil and a lip balm and a body butter that is proving slightly problematic, but it will be, it'll be out and ready one day. And they, um, we worked with a local indigenous mob down here called Living Culture get some inspiration from uh, native botanicals that are super high in vitamins a c and e so really really good for your your skin especially after a bit of sun exposure and um yeah they're beautiful the face oil especially it's it's pretty nice to pop on in the evening and your skin just feels amazing oh that's amazing and so what are the native plants or botanicals that are used um we use kelp uh wattle seed lemon myrtle and a baobab, baobab as well, which, yep, super high in vitamins A, C, and E, and that's really what your skin's craving after like a, a bit of a tough time in the sun. Oh, I love that. And I absolutely love that you're using native ingredients as well and that you have teamed up with an Indigenous organisation to help with all of that. Yeah, yeah, we, we absolutely love Lionel. He's, he's kind of like the custodian of knowledge down on the peninsula. He's just an incredible chap, and um, his organisation does great work on promoting and sharing culture and country and protecting it so the skincare range 10 percent of profits from that go to go to living culture to help him with his message and um sort of engaging with indigenous youth and engaging with you know public through bush tucker walks or you know cultural walks and things like that they're really 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 cool crew oh amazing i might have to reach out to him to be a guest on my show as well oh you should he's a busy man he's way too high in demand but um yeah, if you get hold of him, he's he's an absolute absolute gem. And what are some of the main things that you have learned along your journey? I understand that you've been doing this for quite some time now. I think the power and importance of community, and I think the power and importance of a like-minded business partner. I'm, I'm so lucky that my business partner also happens to be my fiance. It's great. It's it's a little bit much sometimes. But we work, live together, we work together, etc. But you know, we have days where I'm like, no, I quit. I don't want to do Sunbutter anymore. It's too hard. This isn't going well for me. I just, you know, I'm going to go and find a minimum wage job so I can just surf in all my spare time and, and live happily. And then, you know, Sasha's had a great day. And she's like, no, Tom, look, I've just done this and we've got this. And look at this review from a really happy customer or like a mum who has got kids with super sensitive skin and can finally get a sunscreen on them to protect them. And like, okay, and, and vice versa, obviously. So that's been really good. And also, like, we we just... I think through our transparency and honesty, we, we've built this really beautiful community. We we really look to other brands like Patagonia or Who Gives a Crap, you know, that that are honest about what they do and uh, really put like ethics and environment at the forefront. So we had a little hiccup with palm oil a while ago, where one of the ingredient suppliers changed, and we could no longer guarantee that the formula was palm oil free. So we lost our palm oil free certification, and 
we had like a very, very brief chat about it. And we were like, do we just not tell anyone because it's the same ingredient or are we honest about this? And we were like, yep, we're obviously going to be honest about it. So we did a social post about it and we did an EDM about it and we said, look, guys, we've, we've lost our palm oil free certification. This is what's happened. It's crazy complicated to source these ingredients. So um, no longer palm oil free, but we're going to work to rectify that and, and go back to being Australia's first certified palm oil free sunscreen. I think that kind of, um, I think that sort of uh, honesty and, and the community that, that joins in around there, they're just so supportive. And, and that's, that's beautiful when you're starting a small business to have people that like your product and like what you stand for. And yeah, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. And I think that transparency is so amazing as well and so important for you to yeah. be able to put out to everybody. Because you also started, correct me if I'm wrong, but you started with a bit of a GoFundMe. Yeah, we, we did do a Kickstarter. Yep. Um, we had a Kickstarter that was there for yeah, June 2019 and we just, you know, it's so hard getting into business and I read and still read like a lot of business books or entrepreneur books and so many of the stories start with, you know, like daddy lent me or I want to start this business and I found a really rich guy who gave me $200,000 and I'm like, it's just, it's not the real world. Like the, we like looked to the bank and we, we had a great business mentor. He set up a chat with some angel investors and they're like, I love your concept, but like there's no proof behind it. So we're not going to give you any money, no matter like how good your purpose is. So we turned to Kickstarter and yeah, had heaps of fun doing it and really great response. I think we hit like 150% of our target and that really helped us um, launch our first round of our product. And yeah, it's just sort of sustained and increased itself from there. You know, people are, I think really, really happy to see plastic-free options these days, and we're absolutely delighted to supply one. Definitely a movement at the moment, and also that helps to start your community as well, because then you can see that people are interested in it and it starts that passion and that sort of excitement around growing something. So with your products as well, they do look a little bit different to, from your typical quite a big tub, but they last for still a really long time. How long would one of your tubs last for? Uh, it's, it's a great question and, you know, depends on where you are and how you apply it. But So our tins are 100 grams. Um, a little bit of the formula goes a long way. And I took one of our tins to uh, P&G, to Papua New Guinea, for a three-week expedition. And that's all day, every day in the sun, you know, applying forearms, face, calves, back of my neck, yeah, three or four times a day. And I still came home with over half a tin of sunscreen. And I obviously didn't get sunburned because I was being pretty responsible for, uh, for once. So they, they do last a long time. And we, we also have um, uh, a discounted three-pack, like a family three-pack there, because obviously people look at smaller tins and think, oh, I'm going to need more. But it's a non-aqueous formula. And this is, I think, quite a key point. A lot of, a lot of cosmetics, a lot of you know, shampoos, conditioners, whatever, add water. So you think, oh, look, I'm buying a litre of sunscreen for only $5 or whatever it costs I've got no idea but then you actually end up having to apply loads it, it gets really tricky whereas ours is not a, a water-based formula so it's not bumped out to look a bigger volume and so that sort of makes it a little bit thicker but you just you know massage it into your skin and yeah a little bit goes a long way and it sounds like throughout your whole life you're leaving quite an eco life for somebody who's wanting to start on their journey what would be your number one tip number one tip I always say just start. Um, I think people get really overawed, overwhelmed, sorry, by the state of the world and all the things they need to they they need to be doing to to make a 
positive impact. And I'm sure you as well, we've definitely got friends who've gone out and bought every plastic packaging free item going. They've got straws and coffee cups and bottles and lunch boxes and bags. And, and then are so stressed by all the things they've bought, they never use them. And I just think just, you know, just start with your coffee cup. If you go and get coffee regularly, just get yourself a coffee cup. Start with that and then you'll realize how easy it is to take it every day. And then, you know, maybe you step up to your grocery bags and, you know, there's just so many like great inspirations as well on socials to follow and look at and be like, oh, wow, it's, it's actually really that easy. I mean, we, we live a really um, environmental, eco-conscious life, we like to think. And we don't, we try as hard as possible to buy anything in plastic. So we go to our local IGA and we do our groceries and we say, oh, you know, I can't get that. And, uh, you know, we'd like find it really hard to find grains or rice or whatever. So we, we'd often go without um, or occasionally do a trip to a bulk food store. And then a friend of ours who was a really funny source of inspiration actually was like oh i just i just go once a week without fail on my way home from work to the bulk food store and do all my shopping and we were so busy with some butter in this kind of like startup world we hadn't really thought about that and then we end up in this beautiful routine where we go to our favorite farm gate store we go to our favorite bulk food store and if we don't turn up they often like call or text or email like we haven't seen you on this wednesday morning you guys come in do you need a delivery because you're too busy which is beautiful and um yeah, so if we can't make it, they'll come and deliver like a box of veggies to our door and stuff like that. And then we're like, wow, we, we're doing all our groceries, supporting beautiful local businesses or local growers on the peninsula. And there's, there's zero plastic involved for us. So that was that was really easy. And it's really fun. It's so nice to have that little routine pop in, see the uh, see the crews at the bulk food store or the crew at the, the farm gate and yeah, come out with all these amazing yummy things as well. And also to be so part of the community. That's such a beautiful story. Yeah, it, it's lovely. It's it's such a treat. And it's so funny when they, especially like the lovely ladies at the bulk food store, they'll often call or email. They're like, we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Everything okay? And we're like, oh, yeah, we've, we've actually been forgetting to eat. And they're like, oh, I'll, I'll print off your last order and we'll fill it out and we'll, we'll be over and I'll, I'll send you an invoice. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much, which is extremely kind of. And so where do people find your products? Um, we've got more than 500 retailers around the country now. So um, hopefully any good, you know, health food or bulk food, independent bulk food or independent health food store near you will be selling it. But um, yeah, best bet is always just, just jump on the website, which is sunbutter.com.au. And we, we ship carbon neutrally worldwide and you get free Australia wide shipping on two tins and cheap international shipping on three tins. And that's sort of the best bet. And then hopefully you can, find it in your local community yeah and do you have a stockist on your website as well we, Liana we, we had a stockist list on our website but it got so tricky to keep up with everyone who was stocking and we also um, we have distributors that work nationwide for us and they obviously distribute lots of lots of products not just some butter um, so they can't update us every time someone takes it so we'd sort of be like oh this is the list and a customer would come back and like actually no I've just popped into this coffee shop or this surf store or this yeah, this vegan grocer, and I found your sunscreen there. And you're like, oh, well, I had no idea we were stocked there. Great, and we'll add them on. And um, so we, we sort of did away with our stockist list. But we, we try and um, keep an up-to-date list in the highlights on our Instagram page for people to have a look through. But, yeah, I, the website is definitely the, the best spot. To... And your Instagram handle? Uh, at Sunbutter Skincare. Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on today, Tom. You've already taught me so much. I thought I knew a little bit about all of this, but you've already taught me so much more as well. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you again so much for having me. And 
yeah, any any questions, people can just shoot us a message through through the socials. We're always super happy to uh, have a chat there and, and answer any questions. And yeah, thanks thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Unfuck a Shopping Cart. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and are inspired to make a micro change. Do you know someone who would like this week's episode or any other in my series? Please share it with them and like and subscribe. And together, we can make this planet a little bit greener. Until next time.